the Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. Cranberry Radio proudly presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, chief storyteller at Styled Retail, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You, each and every week, you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, an article by Eric Sass, um, and he's talking about Facebook. I think we all know that Facebook's kind of the king when it comes to social media, uh, but he's taking a look at just how pervasive it is. Uh, apparently, it's uh, so pervasive that 79% of U.S. adults online are on Facebook, 79%. That is amazing. That's actually up from 72% just last year. So Facebook is even growing. I know you probably thought anyone and everyone who was going to be on Facebook already was, but that's actually not the case. Uh, by comparison, other social networks have seen maybe smaller user bases and smaller growth. For example, 32% of adults using Instagram um, that's up uh, from 2015. 31% use Pinterest, which is flat year to year. 29% use LinkedIn, which is up 4% from last year. And Twitter is only up 1% to 24% of online adults using Twitter. Um, adjusting for non means more than two out of three U.S. adults are on Facebook. So it is huge and something for marketers to keep in mind. I think we may uh, be a little blasé when it comes to Facebook, but it's clearly the audience uh, that we want to reach. Now, the one thing you do need to know is that it does tend to be an older audience. I think you already knew that. Uh, and more and more older users are flocking to Facebook. Uh, the proportion of online adults ages 65 and older jumped from uh, 48% last year to 62%. And 72% uh, of adult Internet users between 50 and 64 years old or years young are now on Facebook. So you're going to want to keep that in mind. Now, of course, a lot of these social networks do overlap. Um, when you're on Facebook, a lot of you use Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and LinkedIn. So it's not just that Facebook's your only platform. It just happens to be the one where you spend the most of your time. So good insight for marketers, especially this holiday when you're trying to drive interest um, around uh, holiday gift giving and holiday buying. Our purse profile today is the Nicole Miller Networker. This is a woman in her late 40s to 50s, self-employed, owning a small to mid-sized business, working full-time, making over 60K a year, and who has kids who are in college. This is a woman who likes to stand out in a crowd. She keeps up with the latest fashion. She considers herself ambitious and motivated. Uh, she of course, spends a lot of time on her career and wants to get to the very top of that career. She likes to take advantage of life and live in the moment, focusing on 
buying quality things. So she will actually pay more for quality goods. She goes after designers as well. But she is open to trying different things and she will experiment when it comes to styles and she'll shop new stores as well. So at retail, she is shopping Nine West, Williams-Sonoma, Pier 1, Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom. She's driving a Cadillac, a Toyota, and a Volvo. And uh, when it comes to media, she is kind of a little bit all over the map. She's reading In Style, Better Homes and Gardens, First for Women, People Magazine, Arc Digest. So you can kind of see a little bit of everything there. And she's watching CNN, Discovery Channel, HBO, uh, HGTV, and TLC. My guest today knows a lot about these entrepreneurial women. In fact, that's her business. Lonnie Bass is the CEO of the BWC. That's the Business Women's Circle. It's an association of women business owners who meet monthly as a peer advisory board to learn from each other. It's designed to help them grow their businesses to a million dollars and beyond. Um, the BWC is in growth mode itself, and I'm really excited to have Lonnie on to talk about how the members of BWC help each other and kind of those tips and tricks of growing their business. Because at the end of the day, more women than men start businesses each and every year, but we are challenged with growing those businesses to over a million dollars in annual um, sales. So stick around. Lonnie Bass returns when Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Add some Cranberry Radio podcast to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. Cranberry Radio. It's it's good for you. Really. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Well, my guest today is Lonnie Bass, CEO of the BWC. Lonnie co-founded the Business Women's Circle, an association of women business owners who meet monthly as a peer advisory board. It's designed to help women grow their businesses to $1 million or beyond. Facilitated by opportunities for a group of 10 to 12 owners of diverse businesses to share best practices, learn from each other, and hold themselves and others accountable. So important, as you will hear from Lonnie in growing your business. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I am thrilled to have you. Well, you have a very, very big job there as position as the CEO. What Talk a little bit about what you do as CEO there and really what motivates you to do what you do. 
Sure. My position officially is CEO. And while I own the company, I sort of see myself as chief facilitator. I'm the person in charge of facilitating great experiences. And that goes for our members who are owners or executives, my team, my partners, or people who support us and just show up to our events. I need to make sure that those experiences are wonderful and that I facilitate it the best that I can. And I guess that speaks a little bit to why I do it. Um, It's been interesting. I've done purpose work over the years. And in thinking about my purpose. It is very similar, but it kind of really came to the fore recently when I was working with the executive team. And one of the exercises we do with them is Simon Sinek's Discover Your Why. And so we look at why do you do what you do? And the goal of the work is really to identify that purpose. And so when I did the exercise in preparation to do it with the circles, my purpose that was created came came up to be to create experiences that foster growth and possibility to help others live a synergistic life. And so if that doesn't say it, I'm not sure what else would in terms of what I love to do, which is really helping people, helping women do all that they want to do, because I think that they can have it and have that synergy between business leadership and life. But again, it's based on what they want and what that looks like for them, not sort of what society defines. So, Mm -hmm. you know, really helping to create that experience that they can figure that out and and grow towards that piece is really what it's all about. Right. Well, and we know that really women learning from other women is such a great model for that. And I mean, the BWC was established by successful business women, you being one of those, of course, who already were doing great things out there in the business world, but innately understand that other women need influence and Mm -hmm. kind of that guide hand of that peer group to help them succeed because you know we learn through modeling we learn through seeing what others have done well and also maybe where they haven't done so well so talk a little bit about that philosophy of the peer mentorship which is not everyone's philosophy of course but it's clearly the one you all have adopted Right, right. A lot of that comes from our Myrna Meraki is um, well known in the circles here, very connected individual, and originally an owner of Pro Group, which was a diversity consulting firm. And uh, she's kind of a consummate entrepreneur, has been doing this all her life. But she really learned about that need for support and having strong women around her throughout her business journey. She started Pro Group with Karen Stinson, who was her business partner. And those two, it's amazing to still see them together when they get together, but they really work incredibly well and complement each other in terms of their strengths. And they had each other's back and really grew Pro Group into a really successful firm. While having Karen and being at Pro Group, Myrna joined Women Presidents Organization as a member. And that's for women business owners who own the company and are beyond really sort of that $2 million mark at this point. And our Twin Cities areas, we are lucky to have six chapters. And that's where she really sort of found that sophisticated group of women who really cared professionally and personally about each other, but were really striving to discuss their business issues and be very successful. What she found with that was that she was much more confident. She was really sort of becoming a better business leader by learning from those women and also not only just for business, but for other areas of her life as well. So, you know, what happened was when Myrna started to 
after she sold Pro Group and went on her own, she would tell people one of the keys to her success was finding a group, finding a group that really supported and that you could learn from and, you know, people who could hold you accountable and celebrate with you. And that was really the big piece and certainly a piece that I realized as I was going on my business journey after leaving the corporate world, the same thing, that I needed that group as well. Erna's always saying, you know, that behind every successful woman is a tribe of other successful women who have her back. So that's really where we come from. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've seen that philosophy in action, so you know how well it's working. And the women in your circles kind of range from small to large, right? I mean, right. they have different progressions within their businesses. Where are you seeing kind of a concentration, if you are at all, in particular industries? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not actually seeing a concentration in industries. I thought we were at the beginning of forming, but we've really expanded. We're about 30 plus different industries within our circles, which has been fascinating. We have have veterinarians, we have a construction company, we have an interior designer, we have someone who makes children's clothes. It really ranges all the way across the board. And so it's been fascinating to watch that it's not, you know, one of the things we know is that business is business, whether you're in a construction firm or whether you're in a nonprofit even to that point, that those issues are very similar across the board. What's been interesting for us is that we haven't just hit one industry. And as far as size, to your point, you know, our members are women who've owned or created a business that's been up and running for about two years minimum. And we see annual revenue anywhere from about 250,000. And I think our largest is over 5 million. Wow. Um, Yeah. And because, again, that growth, as you mentioned earlier, that growth could be over a million and beyond. That growth could also be to hit a point where the business has great valuation so that it can be sold on or even personal growth to be a better leader to be able to grow that business even further than where it is now. So it kind of varies from that piece. But, yeah, we're kind of across the board. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great to hear that $5 million mark. And to your point earlier, there are organizations that cater to that particular business owner, that a million and above. But to hear you talk about them and them being still engaged with the BWC, I think that's such a huge benefit for those women who are at more of the $250,000 threshold to be able to see what it takes to grow that business to $5 million and above. I can only imagine the kinds of discussions that are happening in some of those circles. And I'm sure it does cover the gamut, right? As far as what you all talk about. Right. You know, we sort of say that we look at three areas. We look at business, whether you are in it or you own it, as we also have a, a group of circles that cater to women executives who don't own the business. So it's business leadership, uh, your company, or perhaps in your community, however that leadership shows up, because we all lead, and then also just life. And so how all those three come together and work, we're talking about all of those areas. And to your point, the diversity of experience and industry and the size of business, etc., really lends to a really rich conversation and help when you're looking for solving a problem that you've never encountered before. Typically, someone in the circle probably has and has great thoughts and pieces for you in terms of dealing with it. And so that's one of the benefits to our circles is that wide diverseness. 
Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of my listeners have certainly heard this stat because I talk about it quite often that more businesses are started by women each year than men. And yet we do have a harder time reaching that million dollar mark. Based on your experiences with your entrepreneurs, beyond just what the research is telling you, what are some of the key reasons why we're challenged kind of breaking that million dollar barrier? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think the stat continues to say that there's only like 2% that actually break that million mark of all the women who start. It's just amazing to me that that happens. I think that there's a couple different things. And I've done some work with Women Venture lately that even continues to support this. But, you know, one is I think we as women tend to underestimate what we can do, you know, and we sort of look at it. Oh, well, I started my own little business, you know, but you have the capability to really go far beyond that. But we tend to underestimate it. So we don't push for that growth, that possibility. The other piece that shows up is we do a lot of working in the business. You know, we know it. We started it. It's our business. We know how to do each and every role or piece that we need to do. And so we think we're the only ones who can do it. And that holds us back because then we can't do more. You know, it's that person who's reached that point where they can't scale anymore because they are pretty much it and can't do one more thing, um, including continue to grow the business. So that in the business versus on the business mentality is really tough. And we usually see people break through it when they start to do that first hire or they start to go out and really tint for example. That starts to open up the doors to possibility in terms of growth. And then I think the other thing that I found, particularly working with Women Venture and their scale-up program, was that funding was a big issue. We tend to, as women, bootstrap our companies. We do it on our own. And we don't always know all those options out there to fund the com- help us fund our growth. And so women are afraid of taking on debt and they don't want to do more. So again, funding can also hold us. Those are the ones that I see as we work with people and um, help them sort of realize their bigger goals in terms of their business. Those are barriers that there's one that you're not where women need the most help or is it kind of across the board? A little bit across the board, but I guess the kind of goes across those that I just mentioned is confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, confidence is really sort of probably the one of the biggest ones. I had a member who told me that the reason she was joining the BWC was that she wasn't a businesswoman. She said she's just been lucky. I think by this point, it was 15 years in the business, maybe, and that she'd just been lucky and she needed to become a businesswoman. So that's why she was joining our circle. And so when I challenged her to a five-year with all of our members, they have to lay out their five-year goal. She didn't believe she'd be able to do it and sort of said, well, I guess I'll have to put something down. So I will. And what was amazing was that she achieved almost all of her five-year goals within (laughs) two years. (laughs) Wow, that's great. That's amazing. Exactly. (laughs) And so I think, you know, again, I think that confidence piece really does hold us back. And by coming together and sort of hearing other people who've done things, who've made it through situations and that, I think that helps boost your confidence as you continue on. Mm-hmm. Right. And I bet she was, what, do you think she was quite surprised that she had accomplished all of those things in two years? Or did you see her gain confidence throughout those two years so that maybe by the end of that, she wasn't surprised. She, she yeah. realized she was capable of it. 
Yeah, I think both because what was interesting is one of her goals was to open up a retail store and we went to the celebration at our circle meeting after the opening of the retail store when we were sort of talking about how things have gone and where what we've been up to. She's like, I can't believe it, but we opened the store and, and I looked at her and I said, look at your five-year goal. And she's like, oh my gosh, I did it in two. You know, so a little bit of it was surprise. I think just because she had really made it happen, but it was confidence building, I think all the way across the board because it seemed like the natural move for her over that two-year time frame versus five. So mm-hmm. good for her. That's so inspirational, I think, too, for other women who are looking to try to set their goals and meet their goals to see other women accomplishing that. I know that has to be a big motivator. We're going to take a quick break, Lonnie. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what women are doing well, because we do a lot of great things out there, too, even though we may have barriers and challenges to growing our business. So we're going to talk about your expansion there at the BWC as well. (laughs) Everyone stick around. Lonnie Bass returns when Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings. We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on Cranberry Radio. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back. I've been chatting with Lonnie Bass, CEO of the BWC. Lonnie co-founded the Business Women's Circle a number of years ago. It's an association of women business owners who meet monthly as a peer advisory board. And it's really to help women grow their businesses to a million dollars or beyond. And as Lonnie was sharing with us, she's she has women entrepreneurs and leaders uh, among her women's circles that have businesses anywhere from 250000 to over $5 million. And it's really mentorship that is helping these women collectively grow through best practices 
practices and learning and helping to build the confidence that's so greatly needed among these groups to show that they really can do it. They really can. And we've spent probably the bulk of our conversation today, Lonnie, talking about some of those hurdles and challenges that women have in building those businesses. Confidence, as you mentioned, being probably a key one. But there's things out there that women entrepreneurs and women leaders are doing very, very well. What would be some of the ones that you think that they are excelling in, maybe even better than their male counterparts? Mm, Sure. I think one of the things that I have seen is that women come at the business sort of from a holistic point of view. And so I believe that they look at culture, they look at building an organization that serves a really strong purpose and reason for being, and that it really is more than just about the dollar amount, you know, really is what I would come to. The women I have seen who are super successful and have done great things and continue to do things like that are those women who are looking at the business very holistically. They have that strong drive and purpose Most of them take the time to really sort of plan and put down a plan that people can understand, a vision, and that that they can follow. I also see women who know themselves really well. They've taken the time to understand what they do well, what they don't do well, and then fill their team with those strengths and people and knowledge that fills those areas that they don't have. You know, women just take a slightly different approach to the business, I think, than men do. I think that they are also, again, because they're so interested in making sure that a purpose is being fulfilled and that the team behind the purpose is strong and works well and has a great culture, that, again, leads to a longer sustainable company when they get to those larger levels and have hired teams that can help them really get the business moving in the right direction and grow. Well, and, you know, I think when we look at male-run versus female run or male founded versus female founded. I mean, philosophically, we are different. We're going to approach these things differently. I was talking to someone a number of weeks ago about kind of what is the secret sauce in some of these male founded businesses and what can women be learning from these successful men? And as much as I hate to ask that question, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, I have to ask you, do you feel like there's some insider secret? that maybe the boys club knows but we we don't I think it's going to come right back to what we were talking about (laughs) earlier (laughs) which is kind of around that confidence Uh it's interesting a couple of years ago for our annual forum we which is an all-day event that we do and it's open to anybody who wants to come we concentrated on confidence and at the time I was reading the book confidence code and they also agree that men are just kind of naturally more confident than women unfortunately it's just the way it is. But the good news is, is that we can actually change that. And so some of the challenges are around things like women will wait for things to be perfect. So for example, we had this conversation in one of the executive circles, women won't apply for a job unless they are what they believe 100% qualified for it. But men, they'll apply for it if they think they're at least 60% qualified. 
that's the kind of thinking, right? So when we see that opportunity, be it applying for a job or creating a new line of business within the business you have, we need to sort of jump on it and not wait for everything to sort of come together and be perfect. So that's one of the things from men I think we should learn. I think we should also learn something they're really good at, which is just sort of to use Taylor Swift's words, shaking it off, right? Women, we're really good at being so selves. And then we keep that bad self-talk going. And so it kind of takes us down and drags us down. Whereas men, on the other hand, I think, yeah, they can be tough on themselves and they'll push themselves really hard just as women will do. But they don't let that criticism or peace set them back. They kind of just sort of look at it shake it off and they move, you know, they, they mm-hmm. jump back. And I think we could be more resilient that way. I think we could bounce back faster, you know, and not let those negative self tapes play as we tend to do. And then I think the third one, men kind of don't care what others think. And I, I mean this in a good way, right? But um, I think when it comes to defining what success looks like, men, they're kind of used to forging their way or saying, this is what I want it to look like or where I want it to be, right? And we care so much about other people and what others think that we tend to let success get defined for us by other people. And I think you need to kind of keep pushing past that and not let that happen because I think, Again, having it all needs to be defined by you, not by society. And if having it all doesn't include a family or doesn't include the high-priced job, six figures, et cetera, that's okay. You need to define what that success looks like for you and not let others do that for you. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think their secret sauce is just that I don't care as much. And I have the confidence just to move ahead whether or not I feel I've perfected it. I think there is just that focus on perfection that's kind of in, I don't know if it's in our DNA or it's just something that we've trained ourselves to try to achieve. But yeah, we're never going to perfect it, right? Let's just move on with what we've got and make the most of what we've got. And speaking of that, you are moving on with the BWC too. You're expanding it into other areas. Congratulations. Talk a little bit about that growth you're experiencing. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you and I have talked, we have executive circles that we started two years ago, and those have been going extremely well. And we're opening another one here in Minneapolis in the coming year, as well as another owner circle. So we continue to see growth here. But the exciting piece is that we were able to get a great partnership with Ide Bailey, a big accounting firm based out of Fargo. And we're working with them to open an owner circle and an executive circle there in January as well. And I Bailey has been amazing. Through them, I met two facilitators who can't wait to get started, and they're wonderful. And I Bailey's been hosting meetings with us and getting us sort of out there in the community. So we're looking forward to getting started in Fargo in January with those two circles. And then it's been interesting because I've been contacted by someone on the East Coast who wants to talk about opening some circles there. And I just last week got a note asking if I would consider Houston. So stay tuned. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't know where those will go, but it's certainly fun to be asked about uh, considering opening circles in other areas outside of Minneapolis. So we will see where that takes us. 
That's so exciting. Congratulations. I am not surprised to, to hear that other cities are interested in trying to replicate what you're doing here with the BWC. And I'm excited to see what the next 12 months bring. We could find you tripling in size, maybe. <laughs> be fantastic. Yes, That's right. <laughs> um, well, so for people who are listening today and are interested in getting in touch with you, Lonnie, specifically, or learning more about the BWC, and maybe they even want to bring the BWC to their city, because this is a <laughs> international audience that we reach. Where do you recommend that they reach you? Yeah, uh, the best place to start would be our website, which is www.thebwc.org. There you can learn more about us, as well as reach out to me through email or phone number. And would love for those who are interested in becoming a member to set up a time fee and uh, we can take it from there. But that's the best place to see. Fantastic. Yes. So everyone, that's the BWC.org. Please do go there to learn more about Lonnie and the team that she's got there at the BWC and ways that you can get involved. Or if you want to bring a BWC to your city, I'm sure Lonnie would love to talk to you about that as well. <laughs> um, Lonnie, thank you so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And to all those entrepreneurs listening in, you go get them. Don't let anybody stand in your way, right? Exactly. And Exactly. Especially you. Don't you stand <laughs> in your own way. Absolutely. Get some peer mentoring. And to my producer, George, thanks so much. And join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 